Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome back to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 57, where we're going to talk about making deals and working with companies. What's up, Martina? One day, when you start saying that, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to say it and just upset you, because for 57 episodes at least, you will have done the intro, and I'm going to screw you up. You can do it next time. But I'm only going to do it when you start doing it. Oh, but you won't do it yourself because you'll freeze. Yeah. You doing it's the icebreaker. Me being an asshole to you, though, will be, like, real good for me. Normal? Oh. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll bring my A game. It's my favorite. Oh, sometimes. You have to do it to somebody, and Steven's not here anymore, so. I know. We're going to have to bring him back for a couple episodes just so we can poke fun at him, and then he can go back to being on his podcast hiatus. There you go. Steven, if you're listening, we just need to make fun of you for a bit. So, do you want to start off with the Patreon virtual high five? Ready. That sucked. That was awful. That that was really bad. I wonder if Brent can add a, a clip of high fives. Like, There's your real one. That's a double high five. That was both of us. Triple. You get, you get a triple high five this week. Yeah. So, thank you to all the Patreon supporters that we have right now. I think we have like eight or nine, maybe. I feel big time. But if you want to check it out. We have a new after show, which is for patrons only, and you can look at all of that on patreon.com slash makervisionpodcast. Since I haven't looked at our patron tier still. Oh, geez. Can they join us in the after show? Yes. See? Come join us. They can us. be on the after show. Come be on the after show. Come hang out with us. It's good times. We have coffee. We have banter. And you can be here while we record the episode. You can see, and that means you get to see our crazy hair. Today, Trevor got a haircut, though, and it's not as fun, but mine's quite impressive, and I'm making up for the both of us. But you can see the new haircut. Yeah. (laughs) And you can see Trevor's little puppy that can't stop barking when we record. He is loud and obnoxious sometimes. Anyways, what have you been up to? What have you been making? I have been making a ton of mugs and a sign. I finally made a sign again. You finally have a shop again. I do. One that I can use. I had it. I had it. I just couldn't do anything. It's real pretty. You, you're making lots of people jealous. You have new fancy cabinets in because I like to spend your money. You are good at that. You just have to send, set them up. The last couple of weeks, so I've been working on the garage. And for two and a half to three weeks, I had maybe a one foot kind of aisle around the outside of all my stuff. And all my stuff was piled in the center. So I couldn't get to anything. So if somebody wanted me to make something, there was zero chance. I couldn't even get to the laser. I think since I've known you, whatever, however we want to call it, I've gotten you to buy the laser. You've insulated. My wife got me to do that too, actually. Well, we talked about it, so 
laser, drywall, <laughs> insulation, and cabinets. So I think your wife may hate me because I'm like, yeah, just spend all the money. It's fine. My wife's usually the one that's like, go ahead. <laughs> I'm usually she, the one that she says never no. goes. She never goes out there to even see what you have, which no. is probably perfect. I I could be that person that goes and buys like everything. And then when she comes out, just be like, yeah, I've had that for years. She'd, she'd never is, know. When you got your cabinets delivered, since it blocked your walkway, that's the only yeah, reason Yeah, that worked knew. out really well. Yeah. <laughs> Can't play that one off. Yeah, she's like, are those the cabinets? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh. It's like, they were on sale, and that sale ended. She's like, okay. It did. You were real close. She knew when I ordered them. She just forgot. You were real close to missing out on that one. Not really, though. Because the sale is still on, apparently. <laughs> they did not take it off I the website. I hate when that happens. I'm like, come on, guys. I just you made me think it was ending. About Costco yesterday, too, because something that I, like, the past couple times I've gone, it's like, on sale still, $3 off. And I was like, it's been on sale for at least two months, so I think it's just its permanent price now. Stop saying it's on sale. I love Costco. It's dangerous. I didn't get anything good. We had to get snacks for, we had a barbecue last night. Well, that works. Costco's my jam, though. I like the... We get some kind of Kirkland beef from there. But it's not It's not like the ground beef. It's like the pre-packaged, smaller... Like, I think it says organic, but I don't know that. Oh, the little four-pack? I think it's a three. But anyway, that's what we usually get. And it tastes so much better than just like normal ground beef from the supermarket. But, you know, gotta love that Costco. Or Sam's Club, if you're not a Costco member. Costco... I go, like, seriously once a week. I'm that person that goes for, like, one item, though, because I don't care. So do I. I'll wait in line. Well, and the gas is so much cheaper. It was, like, I want to say it was, like, 50 cents cheaper than the gas station well, a block gas, away. This is so off topic. Your gas in, in Nevada is so much cheaper than California's, but now that we have my wife's little Fiat, like, that's all we're driving and not taking my truck anymore, and it's so freaking good on gas. I put $25 in yesterday, and it filled it up. And that'll last like three weeks. I was like, this is so amazing. That's... Why didn't we do this freaking years ago? Yeah, I don't have that good of gas mileage. And then it's bright yellow, so it just makes me happy as I put gas in it. So You should paint black stripes on it. <laughs> Dude, I love that freaking yellow car. It's hilarious. Like, you can't have a bad day in a yellow car. You couldn't have a bad day if you had, like, a hot pink one either. That's what I'm saying brightly colored you're good to go i can find it in a parking lot that is true oh it's the best because you go to costco a busy parking lot and you don't know where you park there's how many yellow cars are going to be out there usually just mine so i have a blue one and i don't see that many blue either look at this oh man you get delivery breakfast (laughs) do you have to sign up for that service (laughs) or that's another patron tier oh okay (laughs) The delivery of the cinnamon rolls. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Man, now you're spoiled getting (laughs) breakfast delivered on the podcast. I see how it is. Would you like me to ship you one? I wish. It probably wouldn't work out so well. So, uh, what are you working on? Well, my hardware finally shipped for my entryway so I can make my coat rack. So, I think that'll be the first thing. On Monday that I make in, what am I on now, a four-week hiatus? Just as long as me, so it's... Pretty close to four weeks. Yeah. I'm just still 
I feel like I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I feel very uninspired. And I think Instagram is killing it for me because I see everyone kind of making the same thing. So I really want to make something different. So that's weird, right? Because a lot of people have been making stuff that is very similar recently. Not that it's a bad thing, but I just feel no. I want to be a little bit different. Like I want to make something that I haven't made before and that no one else has. I vote do it. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to start my, I really want to start the dining table, well, my like kitchen table before I start taking on commissions too, because it's a project for me and I know I'll get shoved, shoved so far down if I take on commissions and I don't finish that. Well, anything that is for yourself always gets put to the bottom of the list. <laughs> I can speak from experience, which is why I bought the cabinets. <laughs> I'd buy the metal ones too. So the choices were buy the metal ones or build my own. Build my own, I get exactly what I want, but it's going to take me like two months to finally do it. And then by then... If not longer. I will... Yeah. And I have an interruption. My child comes into me. It's 8.53 in the morning. And says, can I have some kid soda? What? What's a kid soda? Which is like Sprite. And I said, you'll have to wait a little bit. She said, can I take a bath? You're going to have to wait a little bit. <laughs> like both of those require me to get up and do something. And I need to finish this first. And we're nine minutes in. So this is going to be an interesting episode because usually... She's asleep normally. Well, if they come in once that's like game over because then it's like every 10 mm -hmm. minutes because they know you're up and functioning yeah well i'm up i'm not functioning <laughs> but anyway like kid soda so what are we talking about this week as you eat your breakfast you tell me you had uh what's his so it actually came from john law so on instagram it is at Johnny Law's underscore workshop. And the topic was about working with companies. And I need to pause because now my wife is texting me <laughs> to help my daughter. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'm back. I don't think people understand how long it takes us to do a one hour podcast. So we've been on for Trevor and I have been talking for at least 45 minutes already to get 10 minutes into this episode and then we'll take a little break and do the after show so it probably takes us like a good two and a half to three hours to record yeah and most of that's two hours worth of material we do it all for you guys and then plus brett's editing i wonder how much time it actually takes to produce an episode well speaking from experience in editing the first i don't know how many it sometimes took two and a half to three hours to edit the episode depending on what I had to do. Granted, yeah, I think he's built like filters and stuff to get rid of noise gaps and share and share noises. Help with things, but it still takes a long time. But anyway, I'm sure that won't be the last time I'm interrupted. I just told you too, as soon as it happens once. This might be a two day episode. We might continue tomorrow. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, so jo Johnny Law reached out to you on, on IG. Yes. And his topic idea was to discuss working with companies as far as either a sponsorship deal or a bartering deal but working with companies in some capacity and how to make deals with them as a maker and i i guess what that would look like or 
what that is like. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So this is going to be a real one-sided episode because Trevor could really speak to this. I can't. There's nothing wrong with that. But he has some tips and tricks. So I'll be doing a lot of, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, that sounds right. I remember when you did that. And then what happened? So I can speak to part of it. (laughs) I've done a lot of bartering. I have not done, I don't think I've done any sponsorships yet, technically. Did you not just sign a contract for one? But I haven't actually done it yet. But you're in contract. I am in contract, yes. Trevor's now sponsored. He's gonna, this is why he's walking out on the podcast right now, because he's too big time (laughs) for me. He's answering his emails. He's opening the door for the delivery man to drop off his delivery of clamps. He's really, he's just big time now. He's get, yep. he's going to be too big for his britches before we know it. And you'll let me know. For, for sure. And I'm going to be like, get out of my way. And just <laughs> leave. That's He'll kidding. just stop responding to my messages. <laughs> be like, sorry, I don't know who this Martina is anymore. She is below me. All of a sudden, his shorts are going to be a little bit shorter. And oh he's going to... Be... Brett, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's going to be flexing with his signs, trying to gain followers. Hey, do what you got to (laughs) do. You got to do what you got to do. Got to pay them bills. Do it for the gram. Do it for the sponsorship. Got to get the free stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that one was actually... if If I hadn't met them in person first, I don't think that would have... I don't think I would have gotten the opportunity to be quote-unquote sponsored for this it's like a series of eight posts for uh clamps which you already said so (laughs) it's uh i gave away your secret yeah it's new to me i've never done it before i did read over the contract very carefully i had a couple other people look at it to make sure that i wouldn't be quote-unquote selling my soul for you know, a company. Because that's something I want to be careful of. Especially for clamps. Yeah. I I'd sell my soul for some big equipment. Not going to lie. Saw stuff. Well, where are you at? Hey, if they want to give me a new one to replace my used one that I bought, I'm good with that. Epilogue. Trevor wants a sponsorship. Hey, I'm down. Just throwing it out there. I need to think of some other tool because I always say I want saw stop. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff I'd rather have, but it's always the instant. CNC. I could totally have a Laguna 4x8. There you go. See? That will sit there for months on end because I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. <laughs> it's a giant paperweight. Because <laughs> my 4x4 four four isn't taking up enough space not doing anything. So it's interesting as far as what I've done with companies. Because I don't think I've gone the traditional route. Because I think most company or most makers contact companies and say, will you send me free stuff if I do a post for you? Or if I do a video about it and use your products or whatever and that's not how i started at all because i was usually i needed a certain thing and contacted the company and said hey i make mugs or magnets or keychains things that were easy to do in bulk so signs are not easy to do in bulk but i would say i make signs i make keychains i make mugs whatever would you be interested in doing a trade where I would make you either a sign or some quantity of these other items in exchange for 
this tool or this item or whatever. And I don't, I think I've only had one company ever say no. Usually, I, th I think I've had at least five, maybe, say yes. I mean, you did that with me, too. You bartered with me. You got me a branding iron, so I would mm -hmm. do more on the podcast. It worked. It worked. <laughs> which which was funny, because that branding iron was part of a different barter. Trevor's so, always working something. Hey, entrepreneur. He always has some deal in the works. Well, it was... I don't even remember how this... It might have been woodpeckers that got it all started. Because I made, I made that replica of the 1281 square because i thought it'd be a fun project that was a challenge to me and it was a challenge from a, a design standpoint a laser standpoint and a painting standpoint and i thought this could make a really good project for instagram in general but it would be a really good way to learn some new skills and it wouldn't matter if i messed it up because it wasn't for a paid client of any kind so i made them and i made two a red and silver and a black and gold and i contacted their marketing director i think is who it was and i got the email back and i said hey i made these i just made them for a project uh if you want them i'll send them to you and they said yeah that'd be great do you need any tools or anything like i didn't approach it as a trade they proposed sending me stuff as a thank you so they did that and then they sent me they sent me the 1281 and then they sent me a couple other things and that's kind of how it got started which you you knew all that i know your history i know your story i know where you came from you know my origins yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like when you have the the x-men episode with everybody doing everything and then you Seven episodes later, you're like, oh, yeah, we should do one about Logan and how he started as Logan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminds me of is like going back. <laughs> See, the hard part is I like it doesn't apply to everyone because no. it's really who you get in contact with their marketing department or mm -hmm. their social media that can hook you up with this because they're not going to be like looking to do or trade or anything like that so you really have to Correct. be able to put like push your skills and what you're capable of doing to make them not want to say no so the, the tips i have as far as if you want to barter number one is actually have made things that you can show pictures of as samples because some of them will say do you have pictures of your work and then you have to provide them so if you're doing smaller stuff it's you have to think of it this way put yourself in the position of the company that you want to work with and this is what i try to do so pick a company that you would want to work with that you could actually trade stuff for martina pick a company that you'd want to work with that's not like power tool companies because they won't typically trade a power tool but okay so not a tool company any brand well i mean well pick whatever company you want but if you want to pick a tool company it can't be like a twenty thousand dollar tool so no festival Mm -mm. If it's festival or, sol or well, if it's festival, I would not. They don't think they work with many people that aren't already like fully established. I would love to work with a consumable company. Like I use Tiger Shark sandpaper. If they're gonna like, if I can get a sponsorship, something where or like some total boat because I use epoxy. Everyone's favorite, but like something that 
I could get sponsored from so I'm not constantly spending a good, good amount of money on. You know what I mean? Like that would be yeah. my ideal sponsorship partnership would be a consumable, not a tool company. That makes perfect sense to me. And if, so there's a couple ways that you have to look at this. If you're wanting to be sponsored or work with a company, so say it's a consumable sandpaper company, there's a challenge for you as a furniture maker. You can't really trade furniture. For one, you can't really ship it because it's very expensive to do so. It's very complicated and it's generally not worth your time. You'd rather just go buy the 50 bucks worth of sandpaper that you're going to need over the course of a month or so. So in that case, you need to figure out if you want to trade, you would need to figure out what you could trade. So as a maker, so for me, because I have the laser, it's, it's kind of a little bit easier because I can make small stuff pretty easily but you have a cnc so what products could you make on a cnc that are fairly easy to do that don't take a lot of time on your part that would still be of value to that company sandpaper storage so you have to find something that company would need sandpaper storage so you could pitch that you could say hey you know what if you did or would you be interested in trading for i don't know if you do a sandpaper storage or if you do like a trade oh here you go so a lot of companies do trade shows or displays of some sort in a booth you could offer to make the sandpaper company a display thing on the cnc to display their sandpaper in some fashion and figure out how to design it to flat pack and ship well mm-hmm. in an inexpensive way i'm gonna make a logo side and send it to him like i did uh-huh i've done that before i'm gonna make a logo side well you could you could try <laughs> Go for it. Watch me. Watch me. But those are the kind of things I try to think through. So if if you're wanting to work with a company, all companies that do trade shows typically hand out promo items. Whether it's, what did you get at AWFS? There were bottle openers. Bottle there openers. Were... Um, oh, I forgot about that AccuRide one, by the way. Um, bottle openers. Sweet. I got the Johnson's Plastics coaster that got me stopped at TSA. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> A bunch, saw blade. a bunch of stress balls, tons of pens, notepads, hats. Plastic water bottles. Plastic water bottles. I got a lot of hats. Yeah. A lot of people gave those out. I was shocked. So those are the kinds of things that companies hand out at trade shows. So th- you can also think of something that they could hand out at trade shows that you could make. And I would suggest using the robot because yeah. it takes less time. For you, from a maker standpoint. So for me, I have done trades for mugs. I don't know if they're using them at trade shows or not, but I've done trades for mugs. I've done trades for magnets. I have made signs for them to use in their office in exchange for stuff. I've done keychains. I think that might be the main ones. I don't think there's been much beyond that. I think you just have to get creative and at some point doing the work and purchasing the materials out of pocket and putting the time in, all that stuff will be cheaper than buying that product you're trying to desire if you do it right. That's a, I think that's where a lot of people make the mistakes is they get real greedy with what they want out of a company yeah. or what they expect. Or they just base it off the fact that they're an influencer that has a large account. And that's that's not going to last forever. Like pe- no. You know what I mean? You have a large account, but sometimes you look at these people that have... 20,000 followers and you're seeing their likes on their photos and it's 
less than 200. I mean, I could average that when I do like a finished project post, like that's what I'm getting. So how their numbers aren't, don't really mean anything. So I think a company has the potential to look at that, that you have like a lot of engagement, constant engagement, and the fact that you can provide some like a quality made item that they can mm-hmm. reuse or use one, you know what I mean? Has have it for a one-time use with you just getting hooked up on whatever you're asking for. So to me, I, I'm glad you brought that up because cause we've talked to people that are at companies that make those kind of decisions of who they sponsor and who they don't. And the number one thing that they think of first above all else is their ROI or their return on their investment. If they're going to give you something, what do they get in return that is going to equal the MSRP value of whatever they gave you? Because it's a business. They can't afford it. Try to put yourself in their shoes. Like, yeah, some of them are big companies, but a lot of the ones people are reaching out to are mom and pop, small business shops that may have started to grow and have employees, but they're probably not, you know, gigantic at any rate. They're not, you know, the Home Depots of the world. So giving product out for free costs them money and they need to make sure that they're getting the return on whatever they're investing in you. I have, like, finally have realized that I do barter, but differently than you. As I said, that it will be like your whole... This is, you've been wanting to do this topic for so long and I, I say don't do it because I have nothing to talk about I'm dumb because I do do this I work with real estate agents who give their clients gifts from something I made and it gets my brand into that house that's brand new that needs furniture so I do barter and I have gotten deals from it and that there you go. it's work and it's not free stuff but that pays my bills like that puts money into my shop that I can buy new stuff that puts money into my vacation fund if I'm working. So I do barter. So there's also that if you can find like a gym locally or a real estate agent or something like that, and you do work for them to be able to place your product there and get your name out there. And then you're not paying like for retail space or anything like that. Sometimes you might have to spend like a little like a split with them and they take 10%, 20% of whatever you're selling through them. But that's fine if you're getting that exposure and you're able to work and you're not asking for something for free. You're working and trade with them. I agree. One th- one thing I definitely don't recommend doing. Why are you giving me that Did look? I share my screen with you? No. Something happened. Okay. Martina can be technologically challenged at times. I, th- I think everyone has gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> the well, it's because I'm so distracted all the time. I'm just over here clicking buttons. Oh, I know. So you brought up the point about just asking for stuff for free. Companies get so much of that, they get tired of it. And don't, please, don't be that person. Because I've heard of people doing this, and all I could do was shake my head. Where they just badger that company for months. Will you send me this for free? Will you send me this for free? Will you send me this for free? And then finally the company's like, here's a bone. <laughs> Go away. And then that person's like, I got sponsored by so-and-so. All you have to do is badger them to death. Like, that's not the way you do this. Please don't do that. It annoys them and then makes them not want to work with anybody. I've trolled companies, hopefully, I guess, for something like that. Because I've had, like, 
rigid comment on, on stuff and it's like it'd look better if it was orange or whatever and i was like and i'll say like go ahead and send me something for free and i'll post about it and then nothing ever happens but like i think that's well like doing a troll that's funny well you know i love to troll back so yes, but i think do. that's funny and it's healthy and it's not like i'm really asking for anything for free like i don't expect i don't expect anything from anyone so for these companies to be willing to look at me, like I really have to make myself marketable to them. Exactly. And I've, so I talked with somebody from a company, which you know who it is, but I'm not going to say the company. And I talked to them about working with makers because I don't right now. And he said, yeah, when we're at trade shows all the time, I'll get people in the booth coming up and saying, I have 14,000 followers. You should give me this for free. And then I'll share it with my followers. Like just straight blatant. And that, I don't know how you could do that. Like people obviously do. I feel like social media like is probably not going anywhere yet. It's such a trend of how we're using it. So I mm -hmm. think a, companies have to be really hesitant with giving out large amount of money to people yes. that just say, I have this amount of followers. But they could have paid for them. And like, they mean nothing. Exactly. So don't be a, don't be a D-bag, which is probably one of my top lines. Don't be a D-bag and don't do that. Don't just expect anything for free if you want to bar. Like if you want to get sponsored, try bartering. Like if you want free product, mm -hmm. don't don't expect anything for free. Try working for it. See what happens. You're probably going to get a lot more yeses if you have something to bring to the table than if you just badger them and hope that it works out in your favor. And yeah, and that goes back to the point of you need to give them their ROI. And if you can give them their return on their investment up front right away, they're much more likely to say yes than if you say, I have 15,000 followers. I can get you a lot of traffic. You can't promise that because social media is so fickle from day to day and what the algorithm does. One day you could get a thousand clicks. One day you could get 10. You can't predict what's going to happen. Yeah, the algorithm's always changing or Instagram's always crashing. But you can promise I can make you this. You can promise an exchange of something you do. Well, yeah, because you don't do it, but someone that, like, woodturners, I'll turn you a bunch of pens that you can give out for, like, as, you know, client gifts or whatever that, you know what I mean, anything like that. Hand-turned pens are really nice, and that's more like an executive-style gift. So say, like, Brand X is at some meeting, and they have 10 executives with them. Well, we have these top, these 10, you know, hand-turned pens for you guys. And so-and-so so made them as a thank you. And then you're getting whatever you want for free. Starbon glue, CA glue when you're wood turning and then something cracks. Like, that'd be a sweet little setup right there. Like, I will turn you pens if you send me CA glue. Like something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When I see bartering as a, a way to open the door for the discussion of potentially getting sponsored or creating a partnership with that company. Now, there's some companies that, like, I'll be honest, I wanted to get one of their products, I bartered with them, and I, I never really wanted to be sponsored by them, because I didn't, once you, it's like a tool, once you have the tool, you don't need a second of the same tool, so there's not a lot of reason to quote-unquote be sponsored. You're gonna get so much negative feedback on that one. Oh, probably. <laughs> what are you talking about? I need 15 bandsaws. The, but the... You know, it's like if, uh, so perfect example, right? There was a branding iron company that reached out to me, asked if I would be interested in doing a trade because apparently they knew that I had been doing trades before. And they said, would you 
be interested in a branding iron in exchange for a sign. And I agreed. And then they wanted magnets or something. They wanted the pricing for magnets. And then I said that if they want, I'd do another trade. And that's how you got yours. But beyond that, you don't need another branding iron typically. So there's no real incentive for me as a maker to be sponsored by a branding iron company if I already have a branding iron. The only thing I can see with that is getting two different sized ones for stuff you make, but that's still kind of pushing it and being yeah. a little greedy. So, But if it's a consumable or a material or something you use a lot, it would make more sense to be sponsored. So whether it's abrasives or it's materials or it's CA glues or whatever, those would make more sense to be sponsored. The other thing you have to look at is if you are wanting to barter, you have to barter to msrp value not wholesale value so if you want i don't know if you want a 200 dollars item like you could go to the store and buy it for 200 dollars. you can't try to i mean you could try but companies typically won't accept a barter that is significantly below the msrp like if you went to like 180 they might be okay but if you were like 100 they probably would not be happy but whatever you're trading them is also traded at your msrp or retail value so if you make a mug that you typically sell for i don't know 30 bucks it costs you to make maybe 10 to 15 so you are saving money in this trade because you're trading at your retail value but when you're getting all the materials and everything you're still paying out of pocket whatever the material cost is so for example the one i'm doing right now is for a mini split so i'm trading mugs in exchange for a mini split system for the garage and it i'm trading at msrp value for the system and it's like i'm not getting my full retail value out of the mugs just because sometimes it doesn't work out that you are going to get the full retail value based on quantity depending on what you want now you have to keep in mind like a mini split system costs like 1700 bucks it's not like i'm trying to trade for a 200 dollars tool so the company wants a better deal than my retail value which if you're going to work with a company and actually like sell stuff to them for them to resell or to use or whatever there's also a wholesale cost and this one's more of a wholesale trade deal for me than it is a retail trade deal have you ever had a company like bail or flake out on you when you set something like this up i don't think so or they don't deliver what you expected like uh not yet but now that you say that that'll probably happen <sighs> mini split's gonna come in all jank and damaged like i know the condenser is and it's not damaged from the outside and it's certified to be running perfectly but i've never had i've never not gotten what i expected i will say that I've gotten things I didn't expect, but in a good way. At least it's in a good way. That'd be terrible if it was in a bad way. Well, so when I did, so Woodpeckers reached out to me for acrylic signs and asked if, what was it? They asked how much it would be. And I said, well, if you'd be willing to trade a few tools, like I'll make them for you, no problem. And they said, okay, send us a list of the tools you're looking at that so we can pick stuff from that list. So when I sent the list, I sent like the ultimate dream wish list, right? Which was like the router table system with the router lift and then it was like t-squares and uh, a couple other bigger squares and i think the clamp rack at the time and that might have been it and they didn't tell me what they would trade for 
So I just said, you know, these here's the signs. I sent them to him. And then it probably took like a month before I heard back. And when I heard back, it was just a UPS shipping notification. And I didn't get anything beyond that. And then I got home one day and there was a router table sitting on my front porch. So that was that was the in a good way. For all your fake wood. I actually used the router table. Thank you. I know. <laughs> well, it's mm-hmm. perfect with your templates and stuff like that. It has been. I just have to give you crap. It's my DIY CNC. I laser cut the template and then <laughs> use the router table. You know, I have a CNC and I still would like a router table. I think I could still put it to use, even though I have a robot to do it all for me. It's a different angle and you have different control over it. Well, and sometimes so. it's faster to go over and flush trim something up on the router table versus trying to program something in a CNC. That's really like, I think I would do a lot of flesh what I do. with it. And that would be, the, but a lot of it would be small stuff. So I don't want to do it. 90. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty attached to having yeah. all of my digits. So I like 95% to do of what I've done on it is flush trimming to a template I laser cut. Yeah, that's the, I think I would like to have a laser just it, for that. You can make some pretty cool templates. But those, I mean, it's one of those things where you're not always going to get a good deal from a company. Like I've had companies propose deals that I've said no to. Well, you can also take it as if it's not a good deal, you can also put that in your portfolio mm-hmm. when you want to reach out to another company and say, hey, I've worked with this company previously. This is what we did. This is what I would like to do yes. with you. Because now you have that experience. So sometimes you have to take like those... Like in, in actually making and commissioning, sometimes you got to take those crap jobs to push through and get to the next thing. Sometimes it's worth taking a loss or breaking even or whatever. Yeah, like don't go like into the negative yeah. constantly to try and push through and start making. Like I've gotten deals, ones but... where I've maybe made or the value I got out of it was maybe 50 bucks and it was not worth the time to do the trade. But that trade gave me, like you said, the portfolio or the background work to say to the next company, hey, I've worked with X companies before on trade deals. This is what I'd like to do with you. And don't put it up in the air. So don't contact a company and say, hey, would you be interested in a trade? And just leave it at that. Because it gives them nothing to go off of. (laughs) They don't know what you do. They don't know why they should trade with you. You need to go in and you can email them or you can social media them. You can even call them. I've done that before. But you have to go into it and say, hey, I'm so-and-so from whatever your Instagram handle is, if you want to give them Instagram or YouTube or whatever, and say, so mine would typically say, I am a maker that creates laser engraved laser cut custom items such as signs mugs keychains coasters list off examples of stuff you've made if you can attach pictures to the email or a website link showing your portfolio of stuff that's even better and say this is the kind of stuff i make i'm interested in whatever item that you make would you be interested in making a trade of providing this item to me if i were to make you you know some quantity of these items and then send it and sometimes you'll get ghosted and not get a response that happens and sometimes they'll come back and say we've never thought of that that could be kind of cool so i mean sometimes you'll get a no which is fine that's good you have to be willing you have to be willing to get the no 
Like, if you think you're going to go in and never get a no, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get a few. And I'm going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. Just so you can hear it. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you have that attitude. <laughs> Martina Staple. No. So, that's kind of my advice is provide the ROI up front. So, tell them how they would get the return on their money. So, if you want a $200 item, say, I can make you X amount of this item or X amount of this item, or we can mix and match and figure out the quantity based on the mix and match you want. But you'd have to price out your things per item. So you might say, and this is not a real cost, I'm just spitting the number out. You might say, I want this $500 item, I'll make you 25 mugs. Well, then you can calculate each mug is going to cost X amount. So if they wanted to do a mix and match, it'd be based on that amount you gave them. Don't Try not to say you can have this or you can have this, unless it's like an item that is of value enough to do a one for one. Like you give them one thing and they give you one thing. If you're doing something that's like they can get 10 or 15 or 20, try not to limit them because they may want, you know, one of a mug or 10 of magnets because you don't know if they're getting ready for a trade show or they're doing office gifts for employees. They're always looking for a way to put their name on something to give to either employees or customers or something or clients, whatever it might be. So try not to limit the the ability to mix and match and stuff like that, but make sure you give them a return up front. I do not suggest going to a company and badgering them to death to send you free stuff <laughs> because that's going to piss them off and not make them want to work with any makers whatsoever. And remember, a lot of these companies end up together at trade mm-hmm. shows and their social media people talk to each other. So yes, they'll say, hey, have you dealt with so-and-so yet? They won't stop handing me, blah, blah, blah. Do you like, don't get that reputation. You don't want to get blackballed from the entire community. Walled or bald? Whatever. I don't know. I think it's blackwalled. Whatever. Look it up. <laughs> Find out. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> think it's... I think it's blackballed. No, it's blackballed. Insert hold wait music here. Blackballed? I don't like that. Reject someone typically by means of a secret ballot is what the definition is. But it means to reject from something. Like you're blocking them from getting into something. <sighs> I didn't make up the word. This is called blacklisted. There you go. Blacklisted. <laughs> so do, they do talk to each other. And sometimes... Sometimes the people you're dealing with for social media stuff are not working for the company. And they might work for, well, they they might just be an independent person for several companies. And they're going to say no to you on every platform for multiple companies. I knew of one that worked or did the social media for like five bigger woodworking companies. So if you made that one person mad you could kiss goodbye working with any of those five. So you need to be careful and make sure like, don't take a deal that isn't of value to you either. Like you don't have to take a deal just because a deal was proposed. And I think Martina could attest to like not doing it just to say I had a sponsored post or to say, Oh, I got sponsored. Like, Oh yeah. Nobody I get cares. the weird ones. I get like be sponsored by this scotch company. It's not relevant. It's not on brand. I'm going to get hate mail for that one. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink the scotch. You can send it. But 
but you don't want to you don't want to deal with a brand that a you don't actually want their or like their product or don't use it or whatever and you don't want to you don't want to be the billboard either so there's a fine line with all of this so there's certain things like i've gotten emails about like applying to get credit to like express clothing or like dickie's clothing or what was another one there was some other one it's like okay yeah could i use clothes in the shop sure but modeling clothes and promoting clothes in a post would not be on brand you're, for me. You're totally about that selfie life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but those are things like I reject. But I, so I posed that question to a lot of people and almost all of them said, yeah, I'd go ahead and apply. But then all of them are also like these sellouts wearing these clothes. So it's like, okay, you can't have it both ways. Like you can't want to take that deal, but then criticize other people for taking the same deal so it's it's kind of a fine line now i do have one that's going to be for clamps but i use clamps for various projects i mean do i use them constantly no but i do use them in certain things so it is on brand with the making to have that kind of stuff i think my best reference for person that's sponsored but it doesn't feel like it's getting thrown down your push down your throat or and it's tastefully done is three by three woodworks i think is her name tamar she's sponsored by like three in one and a couple other companies but it's real it's not obnoxious for me at least other people might feel that way and she's a fee yeah three by th- oh three by three custom tomorrow like you can kind of tell it's an ad but they're so infrequent that it's fine that it gets pushed through her feed and she's constantly building stuff and making super cool jigs and and getting trolled by men that tell her that her she learned from her husband so because she doesn't know what she's doing so <laughs> i have a lot of respect for her but it's it's not bad and it's not every post it's like ev- maybe one every 10 you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it's not every other one which is nice and that's a good thing and i, I would say mark spagnolo too that's a good one yes Mark, yes, like he, but he's like his own breed because yeah, he really is. he could he could care less about the size of his social medias. Like he's so down to earth when you talk to him, and then like you can tell he just has fun just building stuff mm-hmm. and like trying new things. Well, so there's one thing that always stuck out to me with some of these people that I see that do the sponsorship side well and they do it tastefully and they don't jam it down your throat and the difference that i see is that those those makers are typically making long-term years long partnerships with companies to do things instead of like a six-month one-and-done type of situation right and expect like all the bandwagon stuff that I talk about too. Yeah. That's like the hot little products that everyone has to have right now because they're easy to obtain, especially, especially yeah. social media based products. So it's, oh. if you want to try to get sponsored and we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about more of this in the after show, but you need to make sure you're providing value to the company. If you go to them and you just want free stuff, they're going to say no guaranteed. And even if you, 
feel you're providing value, you need to remember that you need to provide an MSRP value that you can actually commit and promise. Don't promise things that you can't fulfill. So to me, you can't really promise you'll gain 50 more followers if you give me free stuff. You can't promise that unless you're paying bots to go follow them for some reason, which is absurd. But make sure if you want to work with a company that you can promise whatever you're saying you can promise. Don't make these claims. Oh, I have 14,000 followers. You'll get a ton more followers. Like you, they want a number. That and have to like you're gonna have to produce that product before they're gonna send you anything, anyways. Mm-hmm. So definitely make sure you can deliver if you want something. Yeah, exactly. So ready to roll into the after show? Uh, it sounds good to me. If you guys are interested, in, check us out on makervisionpodcast.com/slash/patreon, and you can check out the tiers and get access to the after show. Yep, and we do put your name on the website, and then when you do become a patron we will shout you out in the episode right after you become a patron and those high fives we do will be meant for you now once you sign up we love our high fives one more oh two more even better that was good we timed that perfectly kind of (laughs) all right see you in a few Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.